This episode of The Benefits of Having Nothing needs to have a trigger warning for those listening. At around minute 37, we start discussing in a very personal way thoughts of suicide, dealings with depression, mental health struggles, and the frustrations, weight, and pain that come with those thoughts. It's very emotional and potentially triggering. We are as honest about our experiences as we can be, but if you are sensitive to those topics and or are struggling with those thoughts, please take the proper steps to take care of yourself before listening. I want to reiterate and make it very clear that Eric and Jeffrey are not mental health professionals and they are strictly speaking and describing their own personal experiences. They are only speaking for themselves. If you are struggling, know that you are not alone and help is out there and readily available. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts, you can call the U.S. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 anytime, day or night, or chat online. Crisis Text Line also provides free 24-7 confidential support via text message to people in crisis when they dial 741741. The National Alliance of Mental on Mental Illness also has a helpline that offers free assistance and advice 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You can reach that helpline at 1-800-950-6264. This is a great resource not only for emergency situations, but also for guidance on where and how to access additional free resources in your area. Those numbers and websites will be linked onto this episode for easy access to those resources. Please enjoy the episode. Please know that you are not alone. We love you. Thank you for listening. Happy Halloween! We're gonna have to find a way to match our energies. <laughs> yeah, we do. I'm a little bit tired, as you can tell. Eric's just bouncing off the walls. <laughs> Settle yourself, Eric. No, that's me. I was lying. It's me. Ah, it's nice. It's nice that you're the energetic one. Oh, it's so sweet that... Uh, Not that you're lethargic. Not normally. necessarily a lethargic person, but I like the use of the word lethargic. It's a it's nice a word. word. Yeah, it's a really good word. Do you know... And we'll get to the question eventually. Sure. But this, these are just preamble questions. Oh, okay. So you're preambling a question before the well, question. I don't... But it's, it's your turn to ask the question, right? No, it's your turn. It's my turn. Ooh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. You've All got right. a whole catalog of questions. <laughs> All right. But this, these are preamble questions. Okay, go on. Go on. What do you feel is the nicest sounding word in the English language? Oh, there's loads of lovely ones. Really? There, there are. And it really depends on your feeling in the time that you're sure. saying them. But... As of right now, you are feeling a bit lethargic. Your mm. words, not mine. Sure. Um, what is the word that, when you say it, it just brings you joy and mm. just a calmness about you? Sizzling. Sizzling. Yeah. That's a nice one. That's a good got one. It's got the s and the z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ng. It's nice. <laughs> thanks for thanks for really <laughs> dissecting. With a little l, l in there uh, as yeah, well. Sizzling is nice. Sizzling. Yeah. Nice. But I think it's because of what it brings up. You know, I can just imagine a nice barbecue. Oh, okay. With, with friends. You know? I like that. That's, that's why it's sizzling. Good smell. Mm, oh, I like that smell of that beef. Do you like the smoky the mesquite smell. smell or do you just like the smell of beef cooking or meat cooking? Whatever your preference is. I like, I like the meat is. cooking yeah. smell. Yeah, same. I'm not a huge mesquite smoke fan, but the smell of barbecue in the uh, oh yeah the meat in the fire, it's, it's nice. What's your favorite smell? 
Give me, give me like a few. Like mine, for example, I... is freshly cut garlic on my fingers. Okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. It's I naughty. wouldn't have gone there. It's a little naughty. Little. Uh, <laughs> oh, you want to keep them vampires out of your fingers, <laughs> right? Um, I think mine's uh, uh, freshly baked. Anything? Oh, like freshly bread. Baked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cinnamon. Oh, here's a, here's a good one. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite sound? And the reason I ask is because you said freshly baked something. Yeah. I the way to check if your bread is nicely cooked uh, or baked is you you tap its bottom. Boop boop boop. You tap the bottom of the loaf, and if it's got mm. like a nice hollow sound, it means it's, it's the... ready. Uh, no, not that. That's some. Oh weird. no! Yeah, no. I was just. I wasn't. I it's was like, making that up. Yeah, that's what I. Oh, bom, bom, bom. I think okay. it's a you know uh, language barrier. I think this I was is, doing yeah. the French version. I talk, talk, talk. I talk, talk, talk. It's sort of like that. like ha 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 in French is like he he he. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and in Mexican and it is ja ja ja. Right, and in German it is like that was funny. That's uh, very good. It's good, good to write it's it down. Good. It's the joke has been said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they laugh out there. Yeah, they do. And hey, speaking of German in, films, in um, I performed in Berlin. They got a great comedy scene in Berlin right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I've done it before. It's yeah. nice. Um, we weren't speaking of German films, but I saw a German film yesterday. Um, I mean, it's, it's by a director called Edouard, Edward Berger. Berger. And Berger is a pretty French film. So, yeah, that uh, sounds French like name, a I mean. French but, name. Um, uh, it was all Bergen or Burger. Bergen? It yeah, was, Burger. Uh, it could it be was, Burger. Uh, I don't know where he's from. But uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. I've heard of that, yeah. Very good film. <clears throat> yeah, I haven't seen it. Haunting I'll have to check it out. I, liked, I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. It's um, on Netflix if anyone wants to watch it. Netflix. Okay. There's, there is another German film on Netflix that is fascinating. It, uh, it is If Hitler Came Back Today... This was made in 2015, so came back in 2015, mm. and people thought he and he started spouting all this stuff. People thought he was a comedian, and he got really famous. He got his own late night talk show. It's a German film. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forget what it's called, but it's on oh, Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Wait, wait. If he if he arrived like for some reason, yeah, he got transported to today time time travel. Okay, so he's and from so that he, era. He's from it's Hitler from 1945. But and he has arrived in and Germany. He's arrived in Germany in, Germany. in 2015. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And he starts talking, and people are like, "Oh, this guy's hilarious!" And he start and he re- gains prominence as a late night talk show host. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's a fascinating film. It's uh, it's German. It it's all in Ger- I forget exactly what it's called. It's all in German. You just you search German Hitler film. <laughs> There's quite a few out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll be down. This is the benefits of having nothing. That's Eric Lampere. Mm. Oh, and you, and you're and you're Jeffrey. Wow, <laughs> not smooth at all. That's <laughs> just the lack of smoothness. The last time we did, like you complimented. It's because the fact- right. How many what like what mask must I wear? Right. This is the thing. I, I came in today and I was like, "What mask am I going to put on for this podcast?" What right. mask? Why do you need to wear a mask? Well, what energy do I need? like? Do I need to like arrive with? Look, we're not getting paid for this, right? So, well, I guess for example, not. If, unless you want to donate to our cup of coffee, buy us a cup of coffee. Let's do a call to action right now, huh? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh, look, we have an account for Eric's depressed. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a cup of coffee to lift up his spirits so he can pretend that he's having a good time. 
No, it's it's like I'm having it's like I'm having a good time. It's as if you're having a good. It's time. It's as if I'm having a good time, yeah. right? Uh, but I am actually having a good time. Well, I'm happy but to hear that. There's just you know there's just all these layers of different people that we are throughout oh, life, right? And and so then I go, well, what do I bring to today's table? Yeah. Right. Like, m- must Eric the podcaster be a constant? Right. On the podcast. On the actual podcast, right? Yeah. As in, like, as soon as we press play and then we, you know, call cut or whatever. It's not a movie, but let's right. say, you know... The, 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 I usually must, say bye bye Must I end. be, like, uh, in a Goldilocks zone of performance, right? Or, yes. Or, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 you, you didn't just say... You said yes with a face of, like, yeah. Yeah. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> but then, to be but honest, then like, we, we can discuss our honest feelings and whether or not we want to do the 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 dance of right. the podcast. The dance of the podcast, yes. You know, but these are the benefits of having nothing: <laughs> is that we give nothing and we owe nothing and we get nothing, so um, we give everything. That's not, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did okay. that make sense? Alright, I'm in. I'm in the Goldilocks zone. Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> Welcome to the Goldilocks zone. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Uh, who, who sings that? Oh, uh, Footloose. Um, who was that? Who was that singer that, that sings that? that Danger song. Zone Danger Zone. Uh, Kenny Loggins? Kenny, Kenny Loggins. Yeah, Kenny very Loggins. Good. Very good. Very nice. Hell yeah. Okay, so it's me, Eric Lampere, and Jeffrey Boldinger. <laughs> Today we're going to discuss... All sorts of different things, and Jeffrey's got a lovely question for Eric. Ooh, okay, thank you. Uh, Eric's got a bit of a frog in his throat. That's not a, a mic trick. I'm not putting any effect no, on it. It's all it's acting. It's all acting. So if you have an acting job, give it to Eric. Yeah, I wonder. He yeah. needs it really badly. <laughs> I wonder why I'm not actually being hired. Oh, come on, love. Hi, me as an actor. Oh, maybe one episode I'll do a British accent and you do the American accent. Hey, that sounds we'll, good. We'll, I'm, uh, I'm down for we'll it. We'll switch. Okay. And people won't be able to tell oh, us apart. God damn. Right? I'm totally down for that. Yeah. yeah. So, ready? One. Are we doing it two. next week? Or? Oh, do you want to do it next week or do you want to test it out right now to let's see test if it, it's let's any t- Let's good. test it out now. Let's test Okay. Okay. <clears throat> one, two, three. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name's Eric Lampere, and I'm with my friend and good co-host, Jeffrey Baldinger. How's it going, buddy? All right. Yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've been up doing, to today. Mate? How you doing, mate? Oh, I was just uh, fucking bloody hell, mate. I just, <laughs> am, uh, I just uh, came in from Manchester. Uh, right, all right. <laughs> and, uh, now, Manchester, that's in the that's island of the, the UK? the island of the UK. Uh, oh, right. bloody hell! Uh, isn't it, Gov? Uh, oh, ah, sorry. Yeah. My my Roll. thigh just uh, got burned from my hot gun that oh, I f- keep in oh, my pocket. F- fucking Amer- um, uh, Americans! <laughs> you okay? <laughs> you okay, mate? <laughs> that was me. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> did equally good jobs. Uh, I, I, well, wait, well, don't categorize me in your accent. I think I did a better job than you did. I agree that we both did very well. 
fucking hell. Was, that was me again. You know what's nice is that he, I think you know that you'll never get hired as a British character. Well, possibly. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, no, that makes sense, mate. Right? <laughs> Hello, I'm John Lennon. I'm from Liverpool. Uh, I bet you could do the beat. I bet you could do Liverpool accents. Oh yes, we do, you know, it's, I'm a fucking artist, mate. You know, you give me a tuba, I'll uh, get you something out of it. Yeah, you see, I, f- I feel like... I can mimic people. I can't well, just do it uh, on my own. No, but that's true. So, <clears throat> I, for example, with American accents, I don't know how to do, like, an Eric in American. But yeah. I'll be able to, like, hey, if I'm just all of a sudden a different kind of guy, a different yeah. person, uh, then all of a sudden uh, different cadences, for example. Um, if I'm able to, like, maybe just be someone else. Right. But Eric in an American accent yeah. it always I, seems to struggle. Yeah, obviously, you just heard... Jeffrey in the British accent. It's no good. But my John Lennon, while not amazing, was, you know, it it's was better, better than yeah, what yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I could do Paul McCartney, you know, it's a, a Peter. Right, right, like, right, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, it's like that sort of thing. And essentially, I'm just saying their names, which isn't a good impression of somebody where you just... Yeah, but you're a big Beatles fan, so yeah. you've got all of that, like, uh, you, you've been so immersed... I'm George Hilson, I play the guitar. <laughs> you've been so immersed in their world right. that I, I think that's why it's just easy to... Yeah, <laughs> and, and also you, you tried to do like a, I don't know, I don't know where your British guy was, but he, uh, he was from the north, the you know the uh, probably like a Londoner, you know, right? Yeah, he's a proper Londoner. Yeah, but uh, you didn't do like an uh, an RP, uh, a royal pronunciation accent. Yeah, no, so I, for was example, not, I was not. I was not the Queen's. Abbey. I was not doing the Queen's English. Ma- must we try right must now? We tw- must we try? <laughs> Ooh, a lovely cup of tea. Ooh, I'd love a cup of tea. A cup of tea? Would you like to... <laughs> Say something about, like, the stable boy. A uh, stable boy. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, stable boy. Uh, stable boy. <laughs> All right, what's your question? Uh, <laughs> Give me your question. This is good. This is... We're very... We're both very good at accents. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's do this one. I, um, this might be a simple one. It Why may... are you raising your hand like you're some because sort of weird I'm lord? B- you, you said to be the Queen's English. <laughs> and if I can't do the voice, I'll do the proper ge- gestures. That's not uh, how we move. It's, it's good for podcasts. You, like, this is all good for podcasts. Yeah, exactly. I'm being visually stunning so people will want to see us live. So they'll tell their friends to start <laughs> listening. And they'll be like, hey, we got to win that contest of them coming to our city live. That would be good. Right? All Just right, email in nothingbenefits at gmail.com say hey we want you guys to perform live in our city wherever that may be yes sir that was nice me uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, we'll, do, we'll do this one uh, how much is a good story in what is actually happened versus how it's told okay you know what I mean yeah 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 so is the story better um experienced or uh after a retelling right i think i don't think i don't know if you can quantify them yeah right because uh for example i could go on stage and tell a really interesting story about like you know a character that goes through an action film but i want to like i want to jump from a bridge on top of like a truck right that's moving yeah yeah, yeah. i want to do all these action movie things and you know, the experience of, for example, shooting a gun, um, you know, at a target, you know, in a, in a well-safe environment. Well-safe environment, I, I thank you for saying so. Um, 
I am licensed. Oh, very which, nice. Yeah, which is really interesting. No worries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, the, 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 the weight of the gun and the way it feels that, that, that coil back as you shoot, right? And I'm, I haven't even done it justice there, but if I was to really genuinely tell a story, I could make people understand right. the weight and that, that feeling of like coiling back, but it just isn't the same thing as experience. True. Um, in but fact, I guess uh, as Loki says, uh, I consider experience experience. Loki, that was Loki from the Avengers movies. Or not no, Loki the Norse mythology. from the Norse mythology, who may or may not have said that same thing. <laughs> that's <laughs> we can't We can't be certain. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, but I suppose... Uh, so, in a sense, it's an easy question to answer. It's about how you tell the story about whether it's a good story or not, right? Because, of course, you want to, um, you want to experience the thing, right? Sure. You want to you fire the gun at the target. But you could tell me that story by, like, I went to a gun range the other day, I fired a gun at the target. That's your story. And it's like, well, that's a, I guess that's fine story. Yeah, so but it's all about, it's all about, how like... You, how you might tell it yeah. is... Everything about whether or not I'm intrigued in the story. It's like, oh, that's, well, that's, that's why I think that's why there's yeah. professional storytellers, right? right? Like, exactly. You know, we have a duty to uh, immerse the audiences in the thing. Yeah. Um, by just the, sometimes just the right word, like you know, like okay, like sizzling, sizzling. You know, or like linoleum. Was, you know, you could say, oh, I, you know, I put a, I put a beef patty on the, on the. You know the grill. I don't know why I've got no it's words grill. now. It's a grill. I, I am a I am <laughs> storyteller. I am a machine of words. If you were a machine of words, you'd know grill. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like when people say, "Oh, th- think of like this," and then all of a sudden they can't think of anything. Yeah. Like like think of this. Think of this. Like you know when you're thinking of a thing that you want to think of. You can't think of it? Yeah, well, when you put on the spot, all of a sudden... Like, okay, it's like when you're watching a, a quiz show on TV mm-hmm. and you get all the answers right. Right. And I bet you that when you're in front of the li- all the you lights and the camera... none of the answers right. Uh, what's the capital of Peru? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Mo- Montevideo. Say it now. Is it? What is it? Montevideo. Montevideo? <clears throat> we could look it up. But why don't our listeners write in whether or not that is correct? I'm quite good at geography, actually. Very nice. I what is so. so? I am not necessarily good at it, but I'll ask you a question. Go on. And you give me the answer, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like that premise because uh, it's just it seems fun. Go All on. right. What is the capital? Of the United States of America. Uh, Washington, D.C. That is correct. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric is good <laughs> at geography. <laughs> um, uh, but the, uh, the other thing that I was telling, <clears throat> excuse me, about this question is, you know, I saw this interview with uh, uh, Rest in Peace, Norm MacDonald, where he tells a That's story. his full name, yeah. His full name now. <laughs> it's like uh, you know, getting a master's degree in death. He told a story about opening for Sinbad uh, many years ago at JFL. You may have heard this story, or listeners may have heard this story before. But when they before the show, Sinbad goes to Norm, hey, I need to get some socks, let's go get some socks. And from Norm's perspective, that's exactly what they did. They went from the hotel to the store, and they got a pair of socks, and they went back, 
to the hotel. And then the show happened. Norm went up, did his thing, did okay, mm-hmm. in his words. And then Sinbad goes up, and he starts going, y'all ever try to pop, buy socks out here? And he tells, the, tells this whole story about going, the thing that they just did together. And Norm's just sitting there going like, what? <laughs> I was there. <laughs> How did he see all of that? What, what is he t-? And he's destroying. He's just like, yeah, we're trying to buy socks in this city. You can't buy socks in this city. And he just goes into this whole story of this amazing, like, people are like, oh, I wish I could have been there. Mm-hmm. And, and Norm's just like, I was, th- I was there. <laughs> I don't- How did he see all of this? Mm-hmm. And I saw none of it. You know, it, it's, it, and it, it's fascinating because, like, the way... So the way storytelling is done is like the way Norm told it is like so we went to the store and tried to get some socks and mm. then we went back and Simbad tells this ten minute story about going to buy socks. Sure, but that makes sense, right? Yeah. <clears throat> whatever the event, like uh, whatever event happens, gets filtered through you know a unique perspective right. and that unique perspective and also like just how you understand time. Right. Just you know, and that's and that's not nothing new. You know, like a, a minute. On uh, one side of the bathroom is different to the a minute on the other side of the bathroom. Very true. Right? Very true. So it, you know, it, it makes sense. Yeah. All this. There we go. There there's, we go. There's the, there's the answer question. There it is. I mean, honestly, it was a, it was an easy question, and uh... but I, <clears throat> no, but let's do let's do more. Let's dissect more. You don't want to do a twenty minute episode today. <laughs> Now, come on, we've got to do more, right? we got to do more. We've got to do a little that's, bit more. But that's part of the fun. <clears throat> that's uh, part of the fun. I, don't know and I suppose I'm... I could do another question, because that was an easy question. It was a pretty simple yeah, question, but we can, too. No, but isn't it our job to find more, right? We, our job is to find more. So, okay, so for example, any in any story, everything that you retell is technically fiction, right? Because Correct, you know, every it's time all hearsay. You, so every time you retell something... Your memory remembers it in a completely different way. Right. So, and the more you retell it, the more what you have created in your memory is what happened versus what is the objective truth of what happened. And not just that, the the person that's interrogating you. So I'm using the word interrogate here, but it could just be like oh, oh, conversing with you. Yeah. But if let's say interrogating, people can affect your memory as well. So people can plant different things. Uh, in your memory by su- like just suggestibility. So how do you tell what's the difference between what happened in the story and what you believe to have happened in you the story? You can't know. I can't know. Like it's what it's the, the, and that's part of my life at the moment yeah. is uh, my, the the past is constant fiction now. Mm. You know there's there's possibilities of what things happened. Possibilities know, I, but, are endless. But it's ultimately, you know, who knows what actually went on. Then um, there's the convincing yourself of what happened versus what actually happened. So like, there's a South Park episode where Cartman's uh, stealing Jimmy's joke, right? And it was the, oh, the yeah, yeah, Kanye yeah. and the gay fish one and the, you know, Carlos Mencia, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kyle confronts Cartman in the bathroom going like, no, no, no. I believe you believe that you wrote that joke because you have such, you have warped your brain in such a way that you have created the narrative that's like, no, no, no. You are telling the truth from your perspective, but it's not true. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like there are people who tell a story and they tell uh, things so much that they then have convinced themselves that that's the way it is. And it's the only way it is. But I, but I, 
you also kind of need that, right? To like live in a in, in some sort of semblance of grounded reality. You have to at some point believe in something. Yes. Yeah. But like what but I believe, what is the... I also know is 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 fabricated. Potentially. No, definitely. What do you believe that's fabricated? Which the way I have to just live life every single day. Every yeah. time I wake up, I go, oh, it's this again. It's this again, yeah. And then I have to just sort of construct <laughs> what I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a sense of, um, can I deal with this sort of situation? Yeah, I guess I can deal with this. I can deal with that. But even my answers now, it's all through this filter of nonsense and trauma and... The podcast stuff. mask. <laughs> the podcast... Oh, I've slept! <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fascinating thing because what is, like... So just fr from the South Park example, you know, it's like, obviously, we saw what happened in the scene, right? Jimmy wrote the joke. Cartman happened to have been there, loved the joke so much that he started telling it himself. And then somebody asked him, did you come up with that? And he goes, yes. And then th that starts a thing where it's like, now that's his reality, that he has to contend with that he is the one who wrote this joke this is it this is my reality now that that's that's the real that's the real thing and then when kyle confronts him because we know the objective truth that jimmy came up with the joke hmm. and kyle confronts cartman on it going like no, no no i know that you believe that you came up with the joke but it didn't happen that way and there's no way that we can convince you of otherwise because you've said it in your brain that that that's not what happened? You're 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 being as honest as you possibly can be, mm. and how do you break free of? I guess and it's impossible to answer as of right now. I guess, but how do you break free of that? How can you break through that self delusion? How can you break through someone's self delusion? Yeah, um, that's interesting. Mm, how do you break through someone's self delusion? You know, I don't. I don't. Well, I ask myself this question quite a lot, <laughs> yeah. right? Because I feel like I live in a quite delusional world mm -hmm. um, of my own making. And yet uh, it has so much grounding in truth and almost sort of evidence because I was there. Right. Like, so, you know, I consider right. experience experience, you know, like to try and retell all the experiences I had from, you know, my psychotic moments and stuff. Yeah, you know, I can make them entertaining. And in fact, I have on stage told some of these stories and yeah. it's just wild. Wild to the point that people don't believe it. Right. And I go, but I was there. I was there. So I, I, I saw it. Um, and, Do you ever uh, feel like you're gaslighting yourself? Uh, define gaslighting? So in that example, right, people don't necessarily believe it's like, oh, crazy. It's like, but I was there. But do so many people maybe come up to you? And this goes into how do you get somebody out of their own self-delusion? So many people don't believe that that's what happened. And you're like, no, but I know that I was there. And then you start doubting yourself. You're like, wasn't I? I uh, it's really challenging as well because I think there's, there's, it's quite healthy to question, you mm -hmm. know, what, you know, someone believes in. Yeah. So, and that's, that goes with anything. Everything, right? yeah. Uh, you know, if you are like very i am this political party and i will not listen to others well i think it's really healthy to actually maybe deconstruct your beliefs a yeah. little bit and and, and, it, and hear other people's perspectives and if you're not willing to listen to other sides then you're really not that confident in your beliefs because you true 
I don't. Agree. I agree. You, if you can't stand criticism, what you believe, then you obviously don't. That's true. Hold them in that high regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they can't withstand questioning, which I think is a, is a good test. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so I think it's it's healthy and necessary to to question one's own belief systems in anything. Uh, the the challenge you're talking about gaslighting. I'm trying to find the word. Come on, storyteller. Word Come machine. On, professional storyteller. Machine of words. Speak it in an American accent. Create the character of the American who can find the words. I'm just not sure what he's trying to say. That's the thing. Where where do we start with? Uh, what catalyst are we looking at? Raw. <laughs> um, no, so I, I do question the, the the delusional state that I am in. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if I would call what I am now a, a delusional. I wouldn't say. I but, wouldn't. for example, tomorrow, which is three days ago when the podcast comes out, right. I am dropping the fifth part of... Uh, so all month, I've been writing blogs. Right? Instead right. Of, instead, well, actually, I've been writing blogs now since, since September. Right. Uh, but for October, it was my birthday and it's Halloween. I was like, I'm going to actually do a deeper dive into the catalysts that led to... The day I had amnesia. Everyone take a drink. Take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because that was that's essentially been such a uh, anchor to mm-hmm. my life. I'm just stuck in this loop of trauma. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. And yet also, eventually, I'll be able to help people with trauma. Yeah. Because I'm like, I've been you went through, through it. some things. Um which feels quite good. There's something quite cool about that. But Is I'm not there... finished. Yeah, okay. So, uh, sorry. I... <laughs> I'm not finished. <laughs> I didn't mean just that. No, I'm no, sure, no, like, I know what you meant. Uh, I'm not finished with my healing. Right, right yeah. So I'm I... also not finished speaking. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it works both ways. It works. A lot of things um, work both ways. <laughs> so, um, so I've, I've been sharing as honestly as possible what happened and providing a balanced perspective so i don't think for example that there, it is gaslighting it's more like i experienced something that feels spiritual slash supernatural mm-hmm. and i also have to provide psychological uh, uh reasons for right. why things happened grounded for example, explanations at one moment i felt like i was growing wings right and it uh-huh. happened at a Apiathosis? What's the word? I'm good with words. Apiathosis. Apiathosis. A p e o t h e s i s. Right. It's like the peak of something. The peak of a revelation. Right. The apex of the revelation. No, apiathosis. Apiothosis. Uh, We're gonna put it in the description below. Yeah, we're gonna put it in the the apiathosis. But. But the, no, search afterwards. Search <laughs> okay. So anyway, it, it happened at a, uh, in terms of the storyteller, it yeah. happened at a peak that seemed natural, mm-hmm. right? Like just before, for example, uh, it was, there was the migration of butterflies through Los Angeles, mm-hmm. right? It happened, I mean, it happens every year. There's like migrations. But, right, right. Uh, it happened while I was in this transformative state. So and you so, felt like you were in the cocoon and breaking yeah, free. Yeah. As a storyteller, I was like, whoa, look at this, man. Like, this, if I was a character in a film, this is like perfect timing mm-hmm. because it's a projection of what's going on with this character who's going through a metamorphosis. So I really like that. So it touched on a supernatural spiritual. And then I had to ask, you know, find the psychological reason. Right. Well, I've just come out of hypnotherapy and I was like a sort of blank slate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't sleeping for many days. 
So this state full of adrenaline, you know, wasn't eating very well, you know, all of that. There were psychological reasons. So I have to find a balance. And then between hypnotherapy and the amnesia, it was about three months. Drink again. Constant coincidences, right? Constant coincidences. Right, right, right. And synchronicities. Synchronicities. And I think people experience coincidences every now and then. It's like, yeah, it's fine. All the time. Uh, but th- that window was full of them, so many, that it's something that I simply couldn't ignore. You know, the first few, I was like, oh, that's a coincidence. Oh, right. oh that's a coincidence. Wait, well, that's another coincidence. You know, it was constant, right? It's the, and, who said the phrase, like, I believe in coincidences. I just don't trust them. That was... Um, Oh, that's a line from uh, Garrick on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I believe in coincidences. Coincidences happen all the time. I just don't trust them. I don't know why you're telling me that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, uh, as Commissioner Gordon said... Uh, <laughs> it's, um, he's a well-written uh, You're a detective character. now. Kate. You brought up Loki. I brought up Garrick. Yeah, yeah, Two yeah. very good, well-written characters. But uh, uh, those coincidences, for example... Yeah could feel like, okay, the breadcrumbs leading me to the witch's house. It could feel mm. like um, uh, if I'm in a script, it's the director going, hey, just so you know, you, you are in a script, but we've got your back. You know, Right, right. right. This is written out. It's going to yeah. work out. So it's now, it's a sensation that there's a communication between me and the universe. There's something quite exciting about that. Again, yeah. that delves in the sort of supernatural, spiritual kind of realm. And then there's the geometry right which is mm, yeah. you know it's possible that i as a human experienced a sudden mathematical mathematical well you know like 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 okay like chaos can exist mathematically right. yeah, like, yeah, yeah you know sometimes chaos. there are there are, there are times for things to happen potentially it was just like my time to suddenly experience this carousel where right. like i was on a roller coaster and uh, you know it's hard to put into words now, but yeah, no, I, under, I understand the idea of understand because it, it is the uh, faith versus science. It's all it's always faith versus science, right? I mean, it's it's the uh, oneness versus how do you explain these insane coincidences, these uh, manifesting things like uh, just for example, the story I told you earlier um, before we started the podcast about. Uh, yesterday when I was like, I, I needed a spot. I needed to uh, get on stage. Mm. And I didn't have anything booked. And as soon as I said that out loud, an hour later, I get a text getting me a spot. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, ha- that was a happy coincidence. Did I, because I said it out loud, was it brought into my life because mm. that was what needed to happen? And I even talked to you know the booker and she was like, oh, thank you for coming in. There was like this blank spot on the lineup and I was like get get Jeffrey you know like however it happened in the objective truth of reality it was a big coincidence that that morning I was like I just need to get on stage tonight I I needed to get on stage that night and then it it happened you know and I didn't and it wasn't because I called anybody to say hey I need to get up it was I said it out loud and then an hour or two later I get a text yeah, okay. and so, you know. so to you, so to you, that's quite a, like an amazing, fun thing, right? Yeah, and it can be a coincidence. So now, imagine that, but like hundreds all in, the time in, in 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 a very small window, right? So it's one of the reasons why essentially I went, you know, quote unquote, crazy or psychotic or manic. It's because all of a sudden I went from living a life where you know the universe is not comprehensible and communicative uh, 
to suddenly like feeling like I was being talked to. Right. You know, like I would think something and then I would enter a room. Like, okay, so I would ask myself a question, for example. I would then enter a room and the answer would be on the TV. It's essentially right. the life algorithm, right? Where you say, I have a headache. And then because your phone listens to you, you have an ad for Advil or Tylenol on uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in reality. In, in reality, so right. it, So it, it was too much for me to bear, ultimately. Yeah. It was too much for me to bear and I didn't know what to do with it. So I think someone is meant to have... I see someone. We're meant to have, like, the light and dark. We're meant to have, Absolutely. like, the... There's supposed to be a balance. Um, um, so not, it's not gaslighting, but it's more like... It's the, it's the questioning the beliefs of both sides, right? It's questioning the beliefs of the faith, the uh, manifesting, the, the universe provides, the universe is listening, versus the, the things are random. The, there are logical and physical explanations for all of those things. And you've got to question both to find your peace, I guess. You know, your peace of mind, your peace of being able to live, whatever that means to you. Because you can go, you can get into the loop. You can get into the, well, this is the thing, and then this, and then this. But what about, you know, it's, it can be, it can both be crippling and freeing, which is frustrating <laughs> that it can be both. Uh, yeah, to live in two paradoxical, to, to, like in two truths. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind this. Like, as far as I understand, it's Julie and Catherine listening to the podcast. They are they are fully aware of what I'm Julie, like. Julie, Catherine, uh, Jocelyn. She hasn't actually replied. She hasn't actually told us that she's listening. That's true, but she did subscribe. She may be unsubscribed. Ah, uh, that's true. Who knows how this works? That's true. Josh and Yaroon are listening. Nice, nice to meet you both. Yeah, this is a reminder that we are entering the trigger warning part of the show. If you are dealing with and or are sensitive to suicidal thoughts or discussions, please do what you need to to take care of yourself before listening further. Neither Eric or Jeffrey is a licensed or trained mental health professional, and they are only speaking about their personal experiences. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts, you can call the U.S. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline by simply dialing 988 or their full number at 800-273-8255, anytime, day or night, or chat online. Crisis Text Line also provides free 24-7 confidential support via text message to people in crisis when they dial 741-741. There are plenty of affordable options to seek help. Know that you are not alone and you are loved. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy the rest of the episode. This is what I mean by the mask thing. Is uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> do I just I perform? I perform. I perform this very happy podcast guy. Hey guys! But then uh, there's a part of me that goes, "That's just not authentic." And was the point of this podcast to be authentic? Well, of course, it's to be authentic. But it's also you are going through some things that uh, is affect like I, I don't know. Right. So for, here's the thing. Because we joke about like, oh, every time he mentions it, he's going to drink, right? I have no idea how to get out of it. Right. So yesterday, well, here's, here's some more fucking truth. And I briefly mentioned it to you before yeah. we press play. I Googled whether green card holders could buy a gun. Right. And I found out that I could. Yeah. And I was relieved. Yeah. Listen it's... back to episode one to find <laughs> out why he just said that. Yeah. It's, 
it it was a relief. Yeah. Because uh, ultimately, with suicide, for anyone that you know sometimes considers it, there's the there's the one where you don't actually want to die, but you don't know how to communicate what's going on, and other people are unable to listen because there's just a language barrier. Yeah. And so a drastic thing like, hey, look, this isn't how much pain I am. I'm willing to kill myself, but I maybe didn't do it well enough on purpose because, because I do want to live. Right. You know, I think. And a part of me wonders, do I want to live? And I go, I think I've made my peace with the fact that I probably want to die. Right. So well, now so, it's this is a challenge. I think yeah. this is my my daily challenge is oh, this again. Yeah. This again, and I've I've I've, been, I've I've written enough. I've written enough to go like, I don't want it to hurt. So that's one thing, and I don't want it to be a mess for other people. It's not other people's burden. Uh, I also because I'm aware that this is what I want. I, I feel like okay, well, I want to leave some things behind. So like having written those five parts of like how I got to amnesia felt really good because now there's enough of me exp- that, that I've expressed you know and I even joke about it in this sort of five part suicide note which I've, I've jokingly said oh, this is a really long suicide note but a part of me is just going okay well, at least I've made my peace with the storyteller that wanted to express why it's done that in English and in French and then I, at some point I, I won't do it yet but like it just it, I, I simply do not see I don't, see, I don't see a way out. I mean, is this because you didn't get that role? No. No, it's... it's um, that's annoying. That's, of course it's annoying. Yeah. Uh, I don't see a way out. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult and exhausting. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what... I mean, look, I'm not a this professional is why I was therapist. Like, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like... I mean, we didn't... I mean, look, all... Bullshit aside, like we didn't have to record today. We could just talk. We don't have to release any of this. Like it's it it's all me. it's all a thing about um, talking to a therapist, talking to uh, people, it's and like money. Like it, you know, talk to a therapist. It's people people make it seem like that's so much easier. But okay, so I arrive at a therapist. Right, The Sopranos have what six seasons of him talking to a therapist, and they don't really resolve anything. Right, do they? Right, so. Oh, okay, so I arrive at a therapist. Oh, how are you feeling? Well, how am I feeling what? Today? Well, you need to know the back catalogue. Right. So how about you read my blogs, and then I'll come and join you. Why am I paying someone? Well, so, for, so for five weeks, six weeks, years, I have to pay someone for them to catch up to me? No. It, it, for me, that makes zero sense. I, so you're putting up. I mean, you're putting up the barrier immediately. I don't have the money, bro. Right? I'm not so, asking. I'm not. I'm so, not no, but, but you, the way you're talking about it, you, the way you're talking about it, is you've you've already decided how it's going to happen. You're already you've already decided this is how it would happen. No, and it's, you're it's because, it's because completely it's, ignoring any type of aid that's available. All 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 that stuff. Like, you know, I haven't looked into it. I don't know. Uh, right. But so you don't know. No, I don't. I okay. never claim to. But I am saying that. What you have just described to me is you have decided how it's going to happen without talking to anybody, no, even preliminary. That's absolutely wrong. You've given an example of watching The Sopranos, which is a fictional television show. No, but I have to, I, I have to explain to people 
complex things. And when you explain complex things, you have to use things that people can sort of gateway through, right? A conduit. Six seasons of Soprano is just a very quick sentence to go, that was quite complicated, wasn't it? So, so in one sentence, if you've seen the six seasons, you can appreciate, I don't have to now explain six seasons to you. I can just go, six seasons of this. It's a nice visual to explain the challenges of having a therapist catch up to you. And it's not free, right? And I do not have the money. So therefore, at the moment, I simply can't do it. Um, you know, and and I think that's one of the difficulties with um, so much mental health difficulties because as well, I'm using difficulties and challenges, right? I'm not saying illness. I don't feel ill. I just, right now, I'm like, this is just unbearable and cyclical and I don't know how to get out. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it is challenging to know what mask to put on. I did, I did consider not actually coming to the podcast, but I thought it would have been more professional to not cancel. And in the name of authenticity, I thought it would be interesting. And I, I can literally now, in the future, I, I'm watching myself, I'm observing this now and going, well, this is probably an interesting episode. All of a sudden, it's, you know, they were laughing for the last six episodes. Why isn't he laughing this time? Well, it's because this is also a reality. Yeah. So that's just my, my baseline. And, um, and of course, I don't want to feel like this. Right. It's, it's not that I, <laughs> I don't want to feel like this. I just, I simply don't, I, I simply do not know without very professional help what might alter this. And this alteration <laughs> requires money that I don't have. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what the state of uh, free care would be, but... Um... Have you looked into financial aid of uh, mental health facilities, like uh, things of that nature? Like, have you looked into it or is it... Uh... Not for free. Not free. I mean, I have looked into free stuff before. Um, I suppose when you're in this state of mind, so this is, again, why people find it difficult, uh, but also why people who aren't, in this state of mind, are frustrated by people that are in my sort of state of mind, is, you know, uh, at some point, there's so many j hoops to jump through that it, it's it's like, well, fuck you. <laughs> you know, like, at some, at some point, it's, it, this is this is too difficult. What, what? Oh, you're gonna have to prove to us that you're suicidal. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, and so then, like, you know, well, I'm sorry, I don't have, uh, I didn't decide to actually use a razor. It's, um, I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic. And it's quite nice to actually talk about it in, in detail. But, uh, for example, I'm talking about it with you because you've also seen a decent amount. So you know me. Yeah. Um, and you share your story. Uh, one thing, for example, that therapists often are not allowed to do is share their own story. So then I'm like, well, who the fuck are you? 
why should I trust you with my story when I have no idea who you are? Right. So that's another thing about uh, that, which is uh, complex. It's a very complex thing, definitely. And it's important to talk about. Uh, to And it's important to know that people are here for you and want you around and... No, but I, I know, I'm like I'm luckily, and this is this is where it's it's quite an alien sensation. There was thoughts thoughts before of like suicide, but it was uh, you know it was like a lot of self loathing, a lot of you know. So to even hear things like you know there are people here for you, you know, it was hard to hear. Yeah. And now it's not even hard to hear. It's not hard to hear. It's it's nice, and it's I know and I know it. I believe it, but it doesn't um, negate. It doesn't negate the the this just constant underlying like I don't know if I told you this I don't know if I told you this I don't know if I if I did tell you this I don't know if I did on the podcast but at one moment I uh, was just running barefoot this is during a sort of psychotic episode I was just running barefoot through uh, just a random neighborhood I don't know, don't know where I was in in Los Angeles and suddenly two cars stopped me. And they were part of Neighborhood Watch, but there was like quite a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all came out and they were like, why are you, you know, running? They were clearly, they were on high alert. So maybe like something in that neighborhood had happened or, you know, so I'm not judging them for seeing a random guy running. Like I yeah. appreciate why they did that. Right. And I remember just, you know, being quite like, oh, <laughs> What's, what's this scene? What's happening here? And um, he asked me some questions and then I lost it. And I was like, I, I remember saying something along the lines of like, I don't know what reality is. Right? Just, ugh. just I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then I must have said something else. And then some guy said, uh, be careful, fool. Uh, this kind of talk is, is what's going to get you shot. And I walked up to him and I went, okay. Yes, please. Where's your gun? Like, just no fear. No, it's not just no fear. It's get it out. And, and please. So it's, um, it's like, a, it's just so weird, man, to, to, to deal with this. Yeah. You know, we, we all have an ending, right? We all have, like, at some point, uh, you know, a moment where we will die, mm-hmm. whatever that might mean to to uh, to each individual. So I, I'm aware of that. It's like I've given myself a, a departure date that I'm not aware of yet, but it's I, I feel it coming. You know, yeah. and um, and maybe I'm wrong. You know, like you know, just like oh, people have bought a ticket for a holiday. Maybe that holiday gets cancelled. You know, there's yeah. different there's different ways, but um. Uh, um, yeah, it feels like I'm closing things down because sometimes I wonder, like, well, why don't you just do it now? That's another thing as well. I go, why, why don't you just do it now? Yeah. Um, does it feel right yet? Well, I don't have the answers. I don't, no, uh, you know, I don't have the answers for it. I wish I did. Uh, I do know that there are sliding scales therapists. I know that there are affordable options. I do know that I have friends who are in worse financial straits than either of us that do therapy. There's help out there. It's uh, you know shutting your off, shutting yourself off to it because of the frustration of it is a hard barrier to get over. But it's something that reaching out is important. 
and uh, not okay, giving but up like, on yourself. But, but my thing, if I may, please, is not, um, oh, I'm still struggling with certain behaviors because of uh, mom and dad. And, and I, these are real problems, by the way, that people have. Uh, mine is not that. Mine is, well, you know, I actually still feel like I'm asleep somewhere else and this isn't home. What, what do you mean? What, what, what do you mean by this? Oh, this entire universe. I don't feel like I'm home. So, uh, for some reason, and this is where, like, you know, how do you get someone out of their own delusion? Right? Yeah. I, I don't know how to... And this is Inception-level stuff. Like, okay, this is why using references is a useful way for people to understand. I feel like... Oh, what's her name in... Inception, his wife. Oh, I never actually saw Inception. Whoa! That's <laughs> wild! Okay, that's the most interesting thing of this podcast. Uh, okay, oh wow, you've not seen it, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I know what it's about, but I've never seen it. So you know, you like, people can sort of travel through dream dreams. Dream in a dream, yeah, a yeah. dream in a dream. And uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Marion, Marion Cotillard, a French actress. She's a... Uh, Ra's al Ghul's daughter in gotcha. Batman, right? So they are a couple and they sort of go in a dream within the dream as a couple to, to like live really old, like old together and then they can wake up. And um, when she wakes up, she's convinced that the reality in which they woke up is still a dream right. while he doesn't. So he's then trying to live a normal life, right? While she is going, no, 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 come on. Kill We're your, still kill in yourself, the dream. and we'll go back to our real life, and because that's how you sort of get out of the dream is by killing yourself. Right. So, and there's it's not... a Batman about that as well. Is there? Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, Figures it out because he can't read in the dreams. He can't read. Yeah, there, the there's no writings on the books in the dreams. That's how he figures out I'm in a dream because there's oh, no wow. writings on the books. And oh, that's cool. You can't decipher writings in dreams, so I know that this is a dream. <laughs> um. But that, so, so the point that I was making earlier is as is simple as like, yeah, I get why references make it easier to communicate what you're feeling. Mm. I get that. But using those references as a way to communicate how you're feeling is one thing. Using those references as a way to shut down the effort of trying to get help is a problem. It's a, it's... It's shutting down help before you even ask for it because you have decided that that's how it's going to be based I'm, off I'm of, not, I'm not of that. that. I'm not shutting you know, down it's like help. because of that, you know, that's how it happened there. I don't even want to bother. You know what I mean? Like that, that answer is like, okay, I know it's going to be difficult because these things show that it's going to be difficult, but that's not a reason not to do something. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, no, I, it makes sense, but. You know, at some point, uh, some uh, you know, at some point, you have to choose what is a priority in your life, right? Yeah. Each one of us has to choose what's more important in our life, and um, I have chosen at this point. Um, I don't want to deal with all this bureaucracy stuff anymore. It's not like you know, if I'm if I'm already feeling like I'm near the end of my days. Like, okay, if someone said to you, okay, in 24 hours, you're dead. Oh, you are paperwork. I'm going to call some therapists. No. Well, it, you, I mean, it you, depends. You if it if with... 24 hours, you're dead. And then it's like, but if you do this paperwork, you'll probably last another 24 years. Maybe I'll do some paperwork. 
Yeah, but that seems... Yeah, maybe. But 24 years, and this is, bruv, this is why it's so difficult to, to, to speak to people, to speak to people, because um, I don't have to add anything else, um, is when you're in this state of mind, 24 years seems like a nightmare. Because when you feel like you're already living in a nightmare, yeah. you can only quantify, you can only go, oh, 25 years of more nightmare. So I don't want 25 years of more nightmare. Right, but if if the paperwork you did would get you out of the nightmare, it's too much. I'm already in the nightmare. But you would get out of it by doing the paperwork. <laughs> what, okay, what paperwork? Whatever it is, you you told right, me the that's paperwork. That's already part of nightmare. <laughs> you told me the paperwork, so it's like you do this and nightmare's gone. Um. Yeah, I don't believe that. So that's a shutdown of the paperwork. That's uh, deciding that it's not gonna be a thing. Yeah, but I also from trial and tribulations, from from experiences, yeah. right? Yeah. So after a few goes of something, you go, well, okay. Yeah, you try something different. So, um, hey, I'm open to this life thing. I'm open to it. And if anybody is I'm still here. Listening, I've been doing, how many podcasts have we done now? This is number eight. I'm here still. That's true. Right? So I don't know what he's complaining about. <laughs> That's a lot. That's that's also another thing yeah. is I just literally said he is um, it feels other. Yeah. So um, it you know often I have to like you know, let it express itself, but it's it's um, really does feel alien because like no one wants to die. If you look at like homeless people, you know how are you still around? Mm. You know the, there's the Nick Kroll had a bit about that long, a while ago. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the guy that wrote Big Mouth, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, st- they're still just around, so they have like we all have an innate drive to survive. I'm aware of that. Mm. Um, I think that's why, like, you know, the gods represent different parts of of humanity. You know, Hades is very different to Zeus. Yeah. Maybe I'm just going through a Hades phase, maybe. Potentially, potentially. Yeah, yeah there's a. Uh... I mean, life is, life is long. Life is, but it's also very short. It's both. It's all of it. If anybody's listening that is struggling with anything in relation to what Eric's struggling with, what you might be, are completely different and you're just having difficulties, reach out to somebody that you trust, somebody that uh, you have people that care about you. Uh, seek help of some kind. I think it must be also very difficult from you because you have a friend or friends who have many yeah chosen to end their lives yeah um so that must be quite challenging perspective from you as well yeah it's i've had many friends commit suicide and uh it's never easy it's never what's so what's the you know can i ask what's difficult about it apart from obviously the, the sudden removal of a person right which can have happened from in, in any scenario of death, but, uh, yeah, but what's difficult about uh, like the, say, the suicide version of a death? Guilt, misunderstanding of what your relationship was or could have been, um, not understanding if uh, you really felt like you maybe didn't know the person or uh, maybe you could have done something or, or if there's just one more thing you could have said or if there was what was actually going on in their head and maybe if, you know, it's a lot, just a lot of noise of mm. what's the reason why, just the question of why, 
Mm. You know, there's, there's no real answer that you're ever able to get. Even if there's a note, even if there is anything, it's, there's no real answer mm. of why. Like, if you did it, and even if we had this conversation, if I listened to this, this thing, it still, it still wouldn't explain it to me. Still wouldn't understand. I still wouldn't understand it. Sure. And um, by the way, I absolve you of any guilt. It would. Uh, it would <laughs> for, be. For it's not about you absolving. You're. You're gone. You. You don't get to absolve. Um, yeah, but I'm. I'm literally telling you now, present you and future you, yeah. if it was to happen, right? <laughs> that it's none of your business. Yeah, but it's not. It's, it's not your choice to uh, give or absolve guilt, um, or fault. It's have you considered seeing the the fact? Oh yeah, plenty of times I uh, I have, um, and it's uh, <laughs> it's worthwhile. <laughs> it was uh, and it's uh, it's affordable too. It's not it's not expensive. I don't have money, um, but it's important to understand that you know I am not a licensed therapist. I am I am not a trained professional in any of this stuff. I can only lend a supporting ear to listen to, a shoulder to cry on, arms to hug. That's all I can do. And yeah, you, that's not enough. Yeah, but that's, you see, that's so wrong, right? That's so wrong. And that's, that's wrong and I would say stupid. Because, for example, when you, you're, you're very good, you're just a very good person, right? There's, there's, there's so much that you can do. So when that does happen in your life, when someone takes their life, right? It, definitely, definitely not your fault. But it actually, in fact, it's no one's fault. Right, you know, no, it's nobody's fault except for the person that... That takes it, yeah. Takes it's, it. It's, uh, you know, it's Objectively, the, that's it's, true. It's the person's responsibility, right? And you're... Yeah, I mean, I, I understand, you know, what, what more could I have done? And that can apply to so many different things. You know, I, I thought about that with my marriage. Mm. That ended in divorce. I what more could I have done? And to take it, done? what didn't I do? What more could I have done and what didn't, didn't I, I do? do? To take it back to basically every decision you ever make in life is what more could I have done? What didn't I do? What am I not doing? So how can we flip that now, right? So that's the way, that's the way that people in this state of mind think. What more could I have done? What didn't I do? Right? So what's the... And then there's the anger, you know? How much do you have anger? It's not uh, rage, but it's frustration. It's... It's just the why. It's the why of it all. The why of everything. You know, um, and, there's, and there will never be an answer. So how do you deal with your anger? Uh, stage. Uh, talking to friends, talking to family. Writing creative outlets. Um, and knowing that the idea of anger... And any emotion, positive or negative, emotions are neither positive or negative, it's how you utilize them mm-hmm. that create positive or negative uh, experiences. Mm-hmm. So even though anger feels bad, you can focus it into positivity and you can yeah, focus you... it into positive good. And usually anger is a, uh, it's like a flag that goes up. Mm. That, that tells your body and your mind, oh, there's something that I did not like. Yeah. Um, oftentimes, it might not even be about the thing that's happening at that moment that you get yeah. the anger. It's usually some trailed back somewhere else. And it's, it's, this, it's the old saying, you know, the fight is never the fight. The fight is never about the thing that happened at the moment. It's about the, everything that has led up to that moment. 
Um, so now let's go back to the free will chat. But it's it's the it is the free will, the free speech, the free agency of oneself. And you can absolve yourself by saying it was always going to happen. Yeah, but you say you say absolve like as if like that's a bad thing. But sometimes when you again, there's the telling the story and there's having seen it, right? Right. At some point, once you've seen, okay. Let's use a chessboard analogy. If if a pawn suddenly goes, wait a minute, I'm a fucking pawn, right? And then the the e4 pawn murders the d5 opponent's pawn. Murder. But if the pawn Captures. goes, or captures, yeah, or just let get off the board. <laughs> but if the pawn suddenly goes. Bruv, I know I'm a pawn. And all the other pawn goes, what are you talking about? We're people. We're people on planet Earth. And this pawn goes, no, no, no. I'm telling you, I am a pawn of something else. And they go, whatever, Darren. And they just ignore the fact that he's the one going, pretty much I'm a pawn. It's difficult to... Uh, challenge someone who's lost their mind. So it would be difficult to challenge Darren, D4 pawn, because he's suddenly gone, I can see through a fourth wall, and I can see that I am a pawn. But... Right? And the other people who have not seen through this fourth wall can't even comprehend how that might even be possible. Right? The invisible hand that moves and guides people forward. Seeing that you're a pawn doesn't determine the rest of your moves. Pawns have won chess games. Pawns have caused checkmates. No, well, I'm, I'm, that, I'm, saying, that, I'm saying that the, the pawn, uh, while they move forward, they might go, oh, do, 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 do. I'm moving forward. I'm going to the, I'm going to the coffee shop today. I'm, I'm moving forward from A to B today. This is what I'm doing today. Uh, what I'm saying is that... Describing the, the, NPCs. The, the movement might actually be this guiding hand if you like neither negative nor positive you know hey i'm part of a team you know like uh, you know there's there's, yeah. there's good things about being a pawn or whatever it it's the it's the feeling that that although you are part of a a really interesting piece of theater right this chess game for the whole and maybe, you know, when you die, well, you don't really die. You just go off the board and then there's another game, right? And maybe you upgrade to being a knight. You know, there's different games. A queen. But that feeling of having this hand whom you don't know who it belongs to, it's an odd sensation. And it's like once, you know, once you've pierced through uh, this sensation, be it nonsensical and psychological or be actual. Uh, it's very difficult to remove. An idea is very difficult to remove. Uh, well, idea, I don't know if ideas... I mean, it's the, uh, there's a quote from Dogma, the Kevin Smith film, where an idea is better because you can change ideas, and uh, beliefs are harder to change. Beliefs, people die over beliefs, whereas an idea is the good thing. Oh, okay, yeah, it's nicely phrased. Well, then maybe I phrased it wrong. Like, as soon as... So it's not... I, for example, don't necessarily believe one or the other, but I'm still trapped in these ideas 
that are I have not come back from a war. I have not come back from like a you know the Vietnam War and right. like I do sometimes certainly in the past few years feel like I've seen too much, man. I've seen too much, bro. I've looked into the eyes of the turtle. <laughs> I've seen so much. Yeah. So it's many uh, people have. So yeah. And that's something that is also helpful is to get outside of yourself. Stop creating the universe within and accepting the idea that you're part of the greater whole. I do. Okay, but part of the greater whole, so there's, you know, and this is maybe the devil's advocate fucking yeah. around with me, but for example, I believe that death has to happen because in its wake, things can flourish and bloom. Things can grow. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why we have winter. So can spring can happen, right? So, when I feel like death is just this part, it's part of nature and a necessary thing. Do you feel like you need to um, have sadness to appreciate happiness? I think that, well, yeah. Um, hmm. Like, can you not appreciate happiness without sadness and vice versa? I can't imagine constantly happy. I don't think that's a, a state of mind that I've ever experienced constantly happy and in fact you know, when I was constantly happy it was just after hypnotherapy and every day I was waking up happier and happier going mad didn't know what that was like whoa this is so weird to feel happy all the time um, and you know you talk about the roller coasters right to, you know, to feel that like that sudden drop woo, that exciting drop and that speed right? you have to climb that mountain first right so um, it, it seems natural and often when I'm like, again, there's different people experience it at different levels. Now, for example, with me, when I'm sad, I go, oh, he's just sad. I'll feed him some salad or something. Like, you know, it's, it's, I have a simpler, more simplified day. It's actually quite nice. You know, I go, oh, well, today you feel sad. Well, there's always tomorrow. I'll watch some cartoons. I'll make it just a bit of a simplified day. I, I don't mind those moments because I go, oh, I just this feels natural yeah um, so yeah I think that's normal and again in terms of storytelling if you watch a movie and the character is, there's no problem with the character it's just throughout I don't think that'd make it for a good story maybe not make a good story but uh, in terms of understanding the appreciating the feeling of happiness do you feel that the only way you can appreciate happiness is if you know sadness. Oh, appreciate happiness. I don't know. That's a really interesting question. Um, and and again, it's it's that thing of like you don't. I don't know. I don't know if I've not experienced. Mm. Right. So there's been a lot of sadness in my life, just right. as in everyone else's. Right. Yeah. So uh, I can't imagine what it would be like to live in perpetual happiness. And if you live in the perpetual happiness where it's like there's no peaks and troughs, then, then, um, yes, I'm not saying to live in perpetual happiness, but what I'm saying is the happiness you feel, mm. you felt sadness, you felt happiness, but mm. when you're feeling happiness, do you feel like it's more powerful because you know the alternative? Uh, I don't know actually, because I don't think that I consider the alternative while I'm happy why yeah. would I go oh I'm happy 
Let's think about the sadness. Well, because it was like a, it's like a relief, right? It's you've climbed, you know, the mountain, the roller coaster, right? The so exciting to go down the roller coaster. Right. It's like, ah, oh, so much fun. Is it fun because you climbed that fucking huge? But that's but that's but that's, but that's what I mean by the perpetual happiness thing, right? Is if it was just to have a drop, you need to have had some sort of height, right? And if you drop and you want this roller coaster to have another drop, do you have a drop and then it goes back to a baseline and then a drop and then it looks like a staircase, which would be a weird design for a very right? weird design for a roller so you coaster. needed to go back up, right? right? So. It's a, then it looks like a wave. So then, it, oh, you enjoy the drops? Okay, well, you have to go back high, right? So it, 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 it sort of makes sense. Now, if, let's say, there was no sadness and people could just live in perpetual happiness, right? Then it would look like a sort of straight line. But then... That's what I mean by it. I don't know how that would feel. That couldn't, You can live in a perpetual happiness because then... Well, you know, if, if there'd you be have a nothing different, to compare it'd be a different to. ride, you'd be in one of those perpetual motion machines, right? The uh, uh, centrifugal force machines, where it's spinning in, you're up against the wall, and you're just spinning I mean, around honest, and around and around. Drugs did that. You know, in my 20s, I would occasionally partake in, in them, yeah. especially for music festivals and stuff. Mm. And um, it was great. You know, the whole, you know, there's a reason why people do it. Been around for a long time for a reason. Um, you know, it's a sudden, sudden, just sudden happiness. It's the reason why it's called ecstasy. <laughs> so. So somebody asked, did you like ecstasy? It's called ecstasy. <laughs> well, we went, we trailed off in a place I didn't expect to go yeah, to. Definitely didn't expect this. <laughs> What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what makes a good story? <laughs> what happened or how it was told? How it happened and how it was told. And I'm, I'm, how it happened and how it was told. And that's from the perspective of one person, right? Mm -hmm. the, the question was the question. How we interpret it is up to, obviously, how we answer it. Mm. Yeah, I still have no answer, really. It's a, it's a conundrum. At least we filled the time, right? Oh, we're well past the time. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. A longer one today. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's, uh, that's the end of this, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the benefits of having nothing. Give us a follow. Hey, Send us your on. thoughts. Hey, come on. Give us a follow. Send us your thoughts. Nothingbenefits um, at gmail.com, at Eric Lampere, at Jeff Baldinger. Yeah, all of that good stuff. Um, thanks for listening like subscribe and comment oh send us your questions I'd be, I'd be down to answer your questions or not answer them or not answer them but in a way we have answered them it's whatever comes out of our mouths right we answer what we want to say <laughs> sometimes this podcast makes me feel so stupid <laughs> uh, you did text that to me one time you're making me feel stupid. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, well, this has been the benefits of having nothing. I'm Jeffrey Baldinger. I'm very glad to have a Bye-bye.